Welcome to the Salty Sister Radio Show, fully flavored with his word to strengthen, encourage, and motivate you to be and live the purpose he created you to be. Now your host, author, Bible study teacher, and my sweet salty sister in Christ, Miss Rochelle Burchett. Good evening and welcome back to the Salty Sister Radio Show. We're so excited to have you here. I've got a little comments out on uh, on Facebook and it says that the sound, uh, sound is a little muffled. I'm not sure why it's doing that, but we'll see so we can fix this for you right here. As you can see tonight, I am down one Salty Sister. <laughs> and, and as my husband said, that it was time that this one got off the bench. So... Our dear, sweet sister, salty sister Cassie is feeling under the weather, so we will appreciate it if you can be much in prayer for her tonight. And we're so glad to have you with us. Okay, before we get started, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Matthew 5.16 Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hello, my name is Chanel Hunter and my husband and I are the founders of The Light Ministries. The mission of The Light Ministries is to simply shine our light throughout our region whether it is a project for our community providing supplies for ones in need praying for a family in times of trouble or just coming alongside others to let them know that someone cares. We're so thankful and blessed to be able to sponsor our Salty Sister and their show. And we really appreciate you, Randy and Chanel, for giving us this opportunity tonight. So, and be much in prayer for uh, Leah, our silent sister, who's now getting a voice. We're happy that she was able to sit in with us tonight. And if you are having trouble listening on YouTube or on Facebook, please take a moment to go to um, 98.9 WSIP FM radio and listen on the air. We appreciate that. So tonight, as we get started, we want to talk about the movie. Oh, yes. There was so many people that showed up for that. I was so impressed with how many people came, and it was such a good time and great movie. And yeah. lots of people that had never seen it before. That was shocking to me. I was so excited because I had a number in mind that I really wanted to be able to sell that number of tickets. And we sold 90 tickets. That is insane. And as you said, so many people had not seen that movie. Right. And lots of people that, you know, it's a movie you can watch over again. So that was okay, too. But there was a lot of people that said they'd never seen it and then you get something different out of it every single time what i loved about it is when a good moment would happen how everyone would really just cheer like everybody would clap together there was something about that sisterhood in the uh, in the uh, cinema together and i'll tell you what if you've not been to the sip cinema in paintsville they have really done some nice features to that the popcorn was amazing (laughs) the popcorn popcorn was was great and also uh, the lighted pathways it just it just seemed like a whole new place there but it It still had had that homely feel yeah. of back when I was in grade school making my first trip there to watch Jungle Book that's that's what a memory I have right well I think we should do the, do it again yes um, and actually we are going to do it again we're going to be doing this about every three months we're going to have a women's night out sisterhood night out whatever bring your gal and come enjoy the evening we'll be looking for ideas and tips about other movies that you think might be good to show at the SIP so you're able to comment on our Facebook page or send us a private message we'll be happy to take all those into consideration and then let's Let's not forget, um, we are actually, I know the Silent Sister doesn't get to go with this, but we're leaving to Asheville um, Wednesday. Wednesday. No, Thursday. 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 Leaving to take Salty Sisters on the road. We're excited to be a part and to be have been invited to do a retreat 
with some fabulous ladies at Calvary Church of God. And then uh, in December, uh, we'll be taking on the road to Pikeville. So please stay tuned to see and hear about all the places that we're getting to travel and be a part of ministry. And that's exactly what we've asked God to do is just open the gateways for us to be able to increase and enlarge our boundaries to do to be able to deliver his word. Most importantly, to encourage other women and to just bring light to his word. Right. And don't forget about the ornament in yes. December. Is that the 17th? I think it's December 17th. Yep. It's on our Facebook page. If you have an RSVP, please do so. It's going to be from 9 to 12 at the Haven of Rest. Bring a wrapped ornament, just any ornament. It doesn't have to be an elaborate or expensive one. Bring that for an ornament exchange. Also, Karen Butcher, who is going to be uh, coming from Louisville to speak with us, a wonderful Christian friend of mine, and actually just she's become a great mentor too. She has a lesson for us, and I'm so excited to hear what she's got to share. But she says to also bring your favorite throw or blanket with you. She has something she wants to share with you. We're going to have donuts and pastries, but most importantly, Miss uh, Sweet Linda Booth and the uh, Shovel Bean Cafe, she's going to be providing some homemade gravy and biscuits yeah, that I'm morning. About that. Yes, me too. <laughs> and so we're going to have a lot of food, fun, at Always Fellowship together. And of course, the breaking of the, um, the word together as we get ready for this next year that's coming up it's just that kind of a last time for us to be together uh, as sisters and enjoy one another's company right now are you ready to get started on this lesson we have been on this beatitude for a while but as cassie first said and i think lee your mom even said to slow down and unpack and just take our time and i think that's what we've been doing we've been talking about blessed are the merciful because if you show mercy mercy's going to come to you and what we've been doing if you're just tuning in tonight we've been talking about the uh, strides six strides of forgiveness and mercy is about forgiving it's about you know and and i used that analogy last week about playing that game with my uncles and how we would pull our fingers together and i would have to say mercy for them to quit it's about being able to show mercy as christ has shown mercy for us so the i'm going to recap really quick just so you know the first thing to do if you've been taking notes of the six strides is remember that the holy spirit lives in you we are ambassadors of christ and he has trusted us to be him every single day and sometimes that's scary i think to think about but we have got to do everything in our power to remember that he resides inside of us and i think the hardest thing is sometimes i mean when you get hurt what's what's kind of the first thing you want to do um you want to tell somebody (laughs) (laughs) you want to to call your friend on that you want to call your sister on the phone and say um you you're, not, you're not going to believe what so-and-so did right. or said to me. You want somebody on your side to say, oh, well, I don't blame you. I, yeah, I understand. Here's what I would do if yeah. I was you. i tell you what I would have said. Right. And there's something that feels good about calling your sister and doing that, too. But there's also to be strength, uh, sharpening each other. Um, iron sharpens iron. But to be able to say, no, well, let's, let's wait a minute. But sometimes we want to so much seek the help of our friend that we love so much. Right. And that's true. But some, But we should you know talk to god about it first and that's i've been trying to do that lately too but it is hard to do sometimes but it shouldn't be it should be what we do first but it's not always what we do first no you know i get to wanting to share some things sometimes too and every time because i know i've been doing this holy hush as cassie right. calls it is that he'll say no lean into me and i have been telling you the more i've leaned in the more he just he just over covers me more you know right. i'm starting to feel that and it's not about chit-chatting it all up about everything 
but listening when you when you're leaning into him there's a silence mode that comes and i feel like that he's you're able to hear him better right it's hard but i don't know how you all feel about it but what is the first thing if you are listening online or if you're able to hear us as cassie says we might have been garbled <laughs> but if you're able to hear us um let me know if what is the first thing that you think about or the first thing that you typically do and it's okay because we're all sisters on here that when someone hurts you what is it that you do the next thing is don't dwell on the injury or i love what it said is don't keep nursing the hurt and how do we nurse the hurt what do we do that keeps making the injury sore right you just keep thinking about whatever the you know incident was or um how you felt or i wish i'd have said this instead of that Mm -hmm. or if i have the opportunity next time you know and Yep. You know, the more you think about it, the more aggravated or, or whatever. Or how about rereading that text? Or how about yeah. this? Has anybody out here ever screenshotted what someone else has sent you <laughs> and send it to your other sister? Say, what do you think about this? you got to be careful because sometimes you might send it back to the same person. Exactly. <laughs> and it's it's easy to um, read the wrong things because you can't hear somebody's tone in a text or yes. or watch their expression, know what they mean. And some, it's easy to take that wrong sometimes. Yeah, you know, we, we talk about this sometimes in my work place some things that frustrate people and and some of the trainings that i do and you know what a lot of people say frustrate some in a text message is when people respond with the letter k (laughs) yes can't you just give me an o and a k (laughs) not a k but just so you know sometimes people really read things into what we say that's not even there right so that or if you're reading it fast and you put words in that aren't there or you don't read it i mean you know or if you don't respond fast <laughs> yes. enough oh there's so there's so much out there <laughs> yeah. but to think about don't dwell on the in- injury and you know the enemy what he's counting on more than anything is for you to dwell on it because the more you dwell on it the more bitter the more angry the more resentful you get all these things start absolutely uh just growing roots oh, into yeah. your heart mm-hmm. and it's really hard to pull out those weeds sometimes I'll tell you, when I try to weed the garden, I can pull up the vegetables quicker than I can the weeds. Oh, yeah. They really get a hold of that, and it's really hard. And if you don't get it all, it's going to keep coming back. Yeah. And I think that the thing of it is, it says, um, let all bitterness and wrath and anger be put away from you. That is from Ephesians 4.31. It is hard to do that, but it is the thing that we've got to do. The third one, don't fight and quarrel. Yeah, well, it's hard sometimes <laughs> to bite your tongue, isn't it? It is sometimes hard to bite your tongue, yes. And I think that this is where those two words come in about being a reactor or a responder. We, and I always think about in the garden, Peter was a reactor and Jesus was a responder. When he, when Peter cut the ear off, he, he was just re- reacting so quick out of anger and rage right. or upsetting. And sometimes we really do some damage when things like that happen. And uh, it's, it's good to take a step back. And um, retreat into yourself or lean into the Lord. And tell, you know, have you thought about this? If you really, I always have that visual in my mind going to the table, you know, and if I go to him and just blurt out everything that this person has done, sometimes I see myself with him sitting across that table and all of a sudden all I can hear is me. And it sounds just not good at all. It sounds so ugly, you know? Right. And that just his presence there really resonates inside of me and kind of just slows me down a little bit to remember and i think you said before the show we were talking about when people do things uh the first thing the best thing to do is just pray before we talk about it yes. uh, 
pray and get out of God's way. Don't pray and stay in his way. It's really hard. Um, so now we're getting ready to go. That's the first three. So those, again, are remember that the Holy Spirit lives in you. Number two, don't dwell on the injury. And don't fight and quarrel. Going back to number two for a second, it's really hard because some of you might say, but I see this injury every day. And so it's about shifting our mind and thinking about that. And I think this is where number four is going to come in. And it's called, um, have compassion on the one who has hurt you. Wow. Yeah. So compassion, you know I've looked this up, right? Right, So uh, sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. And I loved what this said. This is really good. It says compassion means to suffer together. And it means it's motivated to relieve someone else's suffering. So when you think about, you know, right now as we're talking on the air and, you know, and my mind, things are coming up and I'm sure your mind too, Leah, is that can you think of people or someone that's hurt you? Can you think of someone that has really hurt you? And it's really hard when you think about hurt and compassion is the opposite of that. Right. I mean, but Christ had compassion on us. And I think about, you know, the, the thief on the cross. The compassion in his darkest hour. Right. The compassion that he set up. And, you know, I sometimes try to think about if we could look at people through God's eyes. And Cassie always says, hurting people hurt people. Yeah, that's true. But that's true. looking deep into the, why is this person behaving this way? And you know what? I would rather it be against me than against somebody else because of the relationship with God I can get through. Right. It's really hard. So having compassion... I think about the next time, think about the person that has hurt you or having compassion for someone that it's you're so motivated to move with them through it. And I think that we, uh, we did actually a, an experiment or an analogy at one of the Bible studies, not this last one, about being yoked together with Christ. It says, take my yoke upon you. It's easy, right? My burden's light. And when you think about that, when you're yoked together, you're going to walk with him. You're going to plow through it. Right. Together. Together, right. Well, and like you told me, we were talking the other day, and you said instead of praying for patience, you should pray for compassion. And that's true. You know, it's it's hard to think how other people feel or why they say or why they do the things they do. But compassion is, you know, if you pray for compassion, God does give it to you. <laughs> he does. And that's the thing. I have literally used that before and I've been teary-eyed over commercials. The thing of it is, too, you can also pray compassion over the person that has hurt you. Ask God to infuse them with compassion. There's nothing like compassion. It will motivate things that and change things like anything else because like love, right. having compassion. And so I feel like if you are going through a circumstance right now and you can think of that one person or maybe ten people make a <laughs> list. I think it said here, um, uh, what would it take? Uh, no, let me say, wrong one, sorry. Um Make a list of people who've hurt you and deserve and deserve your compassion. Pray for them aloud by name and ask God to give you a compassionate heart toward them, even if you feel you don't want it. So Stormy Old Martin wrote this killer book, The Power of Praying Wife, years ago. 
This is before my husband was saved, and I was so excited to read that book because I knew she was going to tell me how right I was and how wrong he was. <laughs> exactly. But when I started reading that book, and I had another friend that was reading it, she said she threw it across the rooms a couple times. But she was sitting there on the edge of her bed, and she said she was holding her Bible, and she was rocking back and forth, and she was saying, Lord, I don't want to pray for him. I want to pray for lightning to strike him. <laughs> and so, um, but she said she did this, and this was so, so amazing. I've used it for so many things in my life. She said she got on her knees every day, and she said, God, give me the want to, to want to, to want to, because it ain't even there, God. You're going to have to go way deeper than just giving me the want to. And when we know in our heart that it is the right thing to do to have compassion, to have love, to have those uh, the gifts of the Spirit like that, the fruits of the Spirit, we're called to be compassionate people. Right. Well, it's sometimes easy to know it, but it's hard to do it. You know? It is. And so I feel like I have learned that by praying that prayer, God, give me the want to, to, the want to, to, the want to. I mean, even like 10 want to's. I mean, it's right. really it's really out there sometimes. Um, and, you know, I think being honest with God, God, I know my heart is not right. I know this is not how I should feel. I feel ugly. I am ugly right now. And I need you to get that, scoop that out of me. And just give me the want to, to 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 be able to see through your eyes. Well, he knows how we feel and what we think, and but it is sometimes hard to admit. It is, you know, but it's it's easier just to go ahead and say it. <laughs> I mean, you know, Lord, you know, I'm just going to call it what it is. Right? I'm just going to say how it is. Um, so when Tyler was a little boy, that he he would say that when um, you know that mom, you know that verse in the scripture, mom, that um, he said, if you get to heaven and you don't see me. Just knows because I ain't loving my brother right now. <laughs> He's like, he was going to be honest about it. You know, like, I'm not loving him right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things the book said that I thought it was good, too, uh, in Ephesians 4.32, it says to be kind to one another and tenderhearted. Kindness is something that this world is starting to really um, get low on. But here's what it says. Showing compassion is especially important with a person who has wronged you but still has no idea of what he or she has done. She completely... Un, she's completely unrepentant. He hasn't taken ownership. She has no sense of responsibility. He's blind to what he's doing and completely unaware of the pain he's causing you. So people are walking around that don't have a clue. True. And, and I was reading in the Sparkling Gems book this morning, and it was talking about, you know, you really got to have that conversation. You really hurt me. But the thing you said to do is pray first, like you said. Pray first. Talk to God about it. So that you think that you, to make sure that you're in the right mind and the capacity of your heart before you approach someone. But it's really good to go to your brother and say, I want you to know you've really hurt me when you said this. It really offended me. But also keep it in mind, is that person spiritually mature enough to, to handle the conversation? You have to do it with love. But when he says, um, you know, it says, if this, if this person is blind, you should have pity. And this was a great analogy. When you see a person on the street who's completely blind, do you want to run up and kick their cane away? <laughs> no, you have compassion. And it says that in Matthew 9, 36, when, the, when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. I think if we could think about all the people that offend us and hurt us, saved or unsaved, sometimes to have that compassion, like what are they going through that's causing this behavior? We, we don't have a clue. Right. Well, there's a um, church on 172 that I'll pass um, and on their church sign. Yes. It says, um, be kind to everyone because everyone has something going on. And that's true. You know, you, you never know about what people are facing or what they go to, what they go home to or what they go to work to or what they, you know. It's true. I mean, and as 
just because it looks pretty on Facebook doesn't mean that it is. And exactly. It's, it's, it's about tearing down the walls and saying, you know, and sometimes it's really great to share with people the struggles we're going through because it makes them not feel like they're doing something wrong because their life is falling apart sometimes. Exactly. And I think that's one of the things that um, people, I think they feel that when they come to, uh, to the Bible study. Yes. Or even to the movie, you know, hey, you know, we all have bad days or we all have bad weeks or, or months yeah, <laughs> or a year know. or whatever it might be. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, okay, so the next one is, let's move on because we are already, see, it's already 20, see, it's not been that bad, I has know, it? No, okay. it's not been too bad. I know Cassie's so proud of you. Um, when Cassie calls and she says, salty, I'm like, what's wrong? And she says, so, um, and I was, I'm glad that you're able to be here. So number five is, this is really important. Realize that you'll need the forgiveness of others. If you ever think that you will never need forgiveness, we are badly mistaken. Because, you know, you were saying that how we walk around, you know, walk around and people that we're angry at or upset at don't even know what they've done. Well, how many times do we hurt somebody's feelings and not know what we've done? Exactly. Or, you know. And it would kill me to know that I really, I would never intentionally. So this this quick story so we were driving through the drive-thru at Wendy's Tyler was a young kid and we were in this car and um, he wanted to see something he had mentioned something on the menu and so I whipped her in reverse and about back <laughs> right on top of another car okay so I got out of there and I could see the looks on their faces the, I mean, like you just yeah. rage like you don't yeah. want to lay on the horn but what I did is I pulled myself on up because I wanted to make an impression for Tyler as well but I did I, I went out there and um, I got out of my car and I thought they thought oh my goodness this woman's coming back here and I said I just want to apologize to you my son was I was distracted and he wanted to see something that was on the the sign back there and I just want to tell you I'm so sorry and thinking about that you know when they see me again you know, right. or see they that car that again. They're, they're going to not remember the car that almost ran over them, but the car that apologized them. So it's so important about those impressions and taking time to do the things that, you know, um, sometimes we don't realize the vibes we put off. No, and people, you know, we have so much on our minds yes. all the time. Just Sometimes do you ever wonder how you got home? You don't remember <laughs> yes, driving. You don't, how you're passing here? a certain thing. You're like, how do, I don't even remember driving on this road. Yes, dangerous, well, right? And the other night I was on the phone with Joyce, and she said, well, I've passed my turn up to my house because we just get so carried away. We're just not paying attention. Oh, yeah. And it says that um, in Ephesians 4.32, forgiving one another, Paul didn't write, forgive the one who has hurt you as if the forgiveness were moving in only one direction. He said, forgive one another because forgiveness inevitably travels in both directions. It's a give and take completely. And sometimes you have to learn to forgive yourself. That's and that's that's a and big that's topic. A that's one. a whole show right yes. there. And I think it's about the enemy wants to keep making you nurse that wound or reminding you of what you've done. Look, you're not worthy. How could you be this? How could you do that? How could you yeah. do all these things? And that is about reminding, coaching ourselves. You know, spiritually. No, I am a child of the King, and God says this. It's about having not a conversation, but it is written. That's what we need to say to Him. It is written, and have those uh, scriptures together. The question to ask here is, whom have you wronged in your life whose forgiveness you need to seek? How can you begin to work on that list? So you've made a list of people, maybe if you're sitting here taking notes, not of all the people that have offended and hurt you, but what about the people that you think about to reflect on your life? Who are people that you've hurt? I'm telling you, forgiveness is a barrier, and we really need to break it down one piece by one piece, one forgiveness after the other. Um, it says no matter how much you progress in your Christian life, you'll always be in the position of saying, Lord, have mercy on me. Right. 
always needing to be forgiven or forgive someone or ask for someone's forgiveness or yes. you know Yes, and and sometimes it's hard to ask for forgveness, isn't it? It's, it's, it's that's where humility comes in about being humble. I'm going to read this yeah. little thing. Like we really know quick. when your kids are little and they're like, "Well, I said I was sorry." Yeah. I mean, did you mean it, or did you ever make your kids hold yeah. hands when they didn't yeah. want to? Yeah. You may be making me do this, but so, I'm well, not. You letting said him. you're sorry, but you didn't really sound like you meant it. You have to mean it. And we <laughs> talked about being humble or being humility. The word means to have a lowliness of mind. But I thought this was pretty good. Humility is I may be wrong. Gentleness is, I'm willing to listen and change. Patience, I'll give you time to think it through. Bearing with, I'll put up with you even when we disagree. And making every effort, I really want this to work. It's about having uh, being unified with Christ and our brothers and sisters, too, about bringing that together. I know we're already almost out of time. Um, the last one is, savor your forgiveness in Christ. And it says Ephesians 4.32, the last part of that is forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. Can you think about, you know, even if you had to do a self-test, how good are we at forgiving people like Christ has forgiven us? <laughs> we wouldn't me measure up very good at all. Even if you think that, and I think forgiveness comes easier to some people than others. Just yes, like, I agree. you know, anything else. But we would never... We're probably, even if we think we're really a forgiving person, when you measure it like that, we're not very forgiving at all. And I can't remember where I've read this at, but I've been, I've just been standing up on the scene that it talked about that um, you have to be able to, um, it says when you, when a relationship is in trouble, fighting over who did what or who said what can make it worse. The scripture warns the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome. Second Timothy 2.24 Quarreling strokes the fire of bitterness and anger, putting you further from forgiveness when you're trying to cultivate it. Bless you. Thank you. So thinking about this is that on the, the number six one, savor your forgiveness in Christ. In, I mean, embracing that so much in such a way that you want, you know, when you experience something good, you want everybody to try it. And when we experience that sweet forgiveness, we need to be able to extend that to other people as well. Right. It says here that if you... Um, savor your forgiveness in Christ you will want to extend the same forgiveness to others this really does work if you pursue them and you will be able to forgive but you know it's you kind of have to it, it is an intentional yes absolutely intentional and I, I want to challenge everybody to think about this you know this forgiveness is an opportunity that awaits us every single day Every single day, thinking about searching out an opportunity to forgive and let go. And I've been, we've been posting many things about forgiveness on there. It really does set you free. It does. And sometimes forgiving is not really so much about the other part. I mean, sometimes you have to forgive, forgive people that never say, I'm sorry, that, you know, you have to forgive people that never apologize sometimes because it's really about you. It's not so it much is. about them. It is about them, too. Yes. But forgiveness is, it's just... It will eat you up if you don't forgive somebody. It will. And you know, I'm going to say this. When you forgive somebody, you don't bring it up again. True. <laughs> Do you remember three years ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is marriage advice here. Like, you can't keep bringing things up. When you say, I forgive you. You have to let it go. You've got to let it go. And you've got to move forward in that. And you just got to move forward in faith and, and acknowledge the love of Christ. And as we're closing, this last little bit, it says, If you are aware of the Holy Spirit's presence and power in your life, You'll have the confidence to forgive. If you resist the temptation to fight, quarrel, and dwell on your injuries. See, this is all about you. If you resist the temptation, you're, uh, if you resist the temptation to fight, quarrel, and dwell on your injuries, your way to forgiveness will be clear. 
you have compassion for people you've hurt, you will reckon you while recognizing your own need for mercy, you'll be ready to forgive. And if you savor your forgiveness in Christ, you'll want to extend the same forgiveness to others. If you pursue these if you pursue these practices, you will be able to forgive. But see, that's the key, Leah. It's it's about pursuing it. It's about I want to forgive anyone that hurts me. I want to move forward. I want to not keep any borders or boundaries between me and the Lord. That's true. And I mean that's something we're going to have to continually do is forgive others yeah. and, you know, ask sometimes, you know, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? I mean, you have to say that sometimes. You do. You absolutely do. It's sometimes you know? it's saying you're sorry doesn't mean they're right, but it sets you free every right. single time. Yes. But it is an attitude that, that we should pursue. It's a love. It's compassion. It's all these things. That's what mercy is. And I know that you're all going to be super excited as we move on to the next one. Next week is Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Well, you did it. Well, I did. You survived. But I hope Cassie's back next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate you so much. I appreciate you being able to have the courage to stand in and do this. But uh, Leah studies with us all through the week, too. So I'm glad that you're able to, as Chris said, get off the bench. True. <laughs> well, practice forgiveness. Consider it an opportunity this week. Look forward. Find somebody that you find areas in your heart and your life that you need to clean up and forgive, and let God's compassion override you and override every situation. And until next week, stay salty. Stay salty.